You're listening to The Metal Show. I am the Reverend of Volume, Chris Mezik. And I am the Exalted Ikizor. And uh, I think this show wasn't supposed to be as much about black metal as we intended it to. And it just sort of happened. Yeah. We're talking about new albums from Obituary, Altar of Plagues, Fen, and the one, the only, Anal Nafrak. Hell yeah. Why don't we just get right into it? I concur. List of Dead from Florida's own death metal supplier's obituary. The album is called Darkest Day. It's the band's eighth studio album and third since reuniting in 2005. And this one probably has some of the best album art they've ever featured. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not you know, like, totally out of line from what they've done before, <laughs> but it's, it's just ridiculous. And, you know, I've always thought of obituary as the ACDC of death metal and that they consistently put out albums that don't really um, go much further away from the initial point of their debut album, if you will, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But let's see if we if uh, obituary could keep that up on Darkest Day and keep us interested, hopefully delivering that fix of grooving riffs and double bass that we've come to know and love. Here's a track called Violent Dreams from Darkest Day. This is obituary on the metal show. <laughs> from their seventh full length eighth eighth full length 
Darkest Day. Well, I guess it's their seventh. If you're not counting the terrible album that really was Back from the Dead, I'm not really sure what happened on that album. That's just personal opinion, though. Honestly, though, <laughs> I'm I'm really not sure what happened on this album. To be truthful, yeah. Um, we 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 talked about this uh, before, but I think that this album is to me what the last suffocation record was for you. Yeah. Which is to say a big brutal fart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's that's pretty much what I thought with this. I, I really thought that just on every level they felt I felt like they were trying to play faster and trying to play harder than they could muster. I just thought yeah. everybody sounded really tired on this record. And it comes in a in a time where death metal in America isn't isn't sending out those really really strong records mm. like they used to you know most of most of the really good stuff that we're looking at this year are from you know sort of doom heavyweights and yeah. black metal yeah you know, definitely. Those, those are sort of that's sort of where the really really good stuff is coming from pretty much the only album from an American death metal band that's kept me interested this year I think has been Cannibal Corpse with Evisceration mm. Plague mm. and Cattle Decapitation but other than that this yeah, this is just one big farty kind of record. See, um, it's weird reviewing Obituary because they, you know, Obituary sounds exactly like themselves on yeah. every album. Like you don't go into an Obituary album not expecting to find Obituary, and uh, I think that's why I love them. You know, I'm biased in in saying it, but whatever. Obituary <laughs> rules. I know I'm not the only person who feels that way. You know, like I, I came into this album knowing it was going to be an obituary record and it delivered just that which is exactly what i was expecting it didn't really exceed any expectations which you know whatever but you know i'll <laughs> i'll give it a one horn because again like they're probably not going to make new fans off this record but as a fan already i can dig it i can't give this any horns i think this album is a complete waste of time <laughs> track from the first full-length album from Fen, a sort of atmospheric post-black metal kind of band. Uh, they take it's a lot of words yeah, used to describe one band. They take their band or they take their name from a region in England called the Fens, which is famous for being really, really flat mm -hmm. and really, really swampy. Okay, which seems like uh, some pretty good material to base an album on. This is their first full length. It's called The Malediction Fields. Here's a track called As Buried Spirits Stir from Fen on The Metal Show. <laughs> Yeah. 
buried spirits stir from England? Yeah. Fen? Fen. Wherever they're from. Um, I don't know. First impression <laughs> on this record. Uh, I don't know. Putting it on, kind of listening to it, and that's about it. Like, you know, like I said, you used a lot of words to describe the sound of this band, but not in, like, a good way. In the sense, more like, I, I get what they were trying to accomplish on this record. I just think it was way too long for what it was. You know, there's every track is about seven or eight minutes long. Immediately yeah. when I saw that in my head, I'm going oh no, like I'm going to have to sit through this. This is an hour long and the album really goes nowhere. There's, that, there's, there's nothing memorable about it. It just kind of happens. You know, I kind of felt the same way of the, of the past, uh, blue douse Nord record where like there was a lot of stuff going on, but none of it was really going anywhere. You know, See, the thing is with the blue with that Blue Dust Nord record is that it had one thing that going for it, and that was the guitar sound. Yeah, this record literally has nothing. N nothing going sounds for it. terribly original on it. And nothing I think that's sounds what really irritated me. About nothing it. sounds really, really distinct, and nothing sounds really awful, with one exception, and that is the clean vocals on this record, yeah. Are, which yeah. are weepy and willowy and bad. Just in every in every conceivable way, especially when they sort of harmonize with the with the harsh vocals. Yeah, this record is just bad, boring, bland all the way through. No horns. This is like, I'm I'm prepared to say this is the worst record I've listened to all year. I I don't think it's the worst, but I also can't recommend it to anybody because I can't think of anyone who would really love something like this. And and I, I feel like really suckered by it, you know, because I yeah. when somebody mentions you know naturey atmospheric post black metal, like I'm a sucker for that yeah. kind of stuff. You and know, at the same time, a term like post black metal sounds even more ridiculous than saying something's post rock. Yeah. No horns for Fen, whatever. <laughs> a taste of an epic track from Ireland's Altar of Plagues. The album is called White Tomb, and I think I initially became interested in the band because they're signed to the excellent Profound Lore Records. We reviewed a bunch of their albums just this year that we both enjoyed. Profound so you, Lore is on a, on a good streak yeah, this year. Yeah, so you can't ignore that record label. And this is an epic album consisting of essentially two songs split into four tracks. And yeah, Two movements per song. Yeah, it's black metal, but not really. Uh, this is a song called Through the Collapse, Watchers Restrained from Altar of Plagues on the Metal Show.
Through the collapse, watchers restrained from altar of plagues, a sort of another band that I guess you could kind of call post-black in a lot of ways, just by yeah. the sheer epic nature of their songs. First impressions, a more urbanized wolves in the throne room. Totally. That's immediately and exactly how I felt. But at the same time, I got some a weird vibe, uh, something akin to Amasers. Yeah. Which was that... Like that that uh, that sort of French post black band that just kind of like came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. That sort of fused, uh, you know, Joy Division Cure with black metal. You know, and that sort of general misanthropy for urban environments. Yeah. And the thing with that record, that Amasera's record, was that it had that sort of conceptual edge to it. Mm -hmm. It's like, what? You're seriously, you know, putting. Joy Division, The Cure, up against, you know, hateful black metal. Totally unexpected influences. And whether or not it worked is another story, but this record doesn't quite have that edge, mm -hmm. you know? And, and and this record kind of, much like a lot of the records we've been reviewing this week, just kind of passed through me, you know? Mm -hmm. um, maybe I didn't give it an, uh, enough time, but I don't think upon my first listen that I really had anything any reason to come back to it yeah at first listen for me too was one of those moments where like i wasn't sure if i was digging it or if the whole time i was going or waiting for moments where they definitely sounded like wolves in the throne room i just couldn't shake that from the first yeah. listen um but you know as the album kept going I found it sucking me in more and more that the second time I listened to it, you know, I, I didn't really know what to think after the first listen, but the second one, I really let it happen and like <laughs> where where I just like listened to it and nothing else, you know, let it kind of take over and grow on you and it was worth it. I don't know. I, I, I was actually surprised that after the, the kind of meh first listen, how much I really did dig it the second, third time I listened to it. It's a pretty dark record. And uh, we bring up like influences on a band like Amasaur's Cure, Joy Division, whatever. This band plays it safe in a way by taking more like hardcore influences, a little bit of doom, a little bit more of that whole spacey side of things kind of psychedelic but not really kind of an excuse to sort of meander a little bit a little bit but you know at actually the same a lot time, this that's what this that's what this <laughs> album did for me it meandered at the same time i'm totally all about like long songs and the no, kind I, of like journeys no, you know i do i do really like those kind those kinds of things but there has to be a destination and that's the thing with bands like wolves in the throne room who haven't written a song under what nine minutes yeah maybe seven yeah. you know there's there's always an arc to their songs yeah. there's always a sort of a place that they're headed and there's always i don't want to say a storyline but there's there's definitely a reason for for them being yeah. so long and maybe again maybe i haven't given this record it's time i listened to it i'd say two and a half times uh -huh. you uh -huh. know and maybe i just haven't given it the time that i should have but right now i really can't recommend it to you so i'm not going to give it any horns I'm going to give it double horns, but based on a few things. One of which, if you do dig a band like Wolves in the Throne, which Matt and I, we love them, to to say the least. They're yeah. one of our favorite bands. We're fanboys. Like, totally. You know, check this record out, if only to see where our comparisons are coming from. Number two, if you put the right things in a pipe, 
this record will sound better and better the more you listen to it. So why not? Altar of Plagues, White Tomb. <laughs> of the Black Widow with the one, the only, Anal Nathrak. Take a deep breath. Slow down a little bit. Nope. Nope. This <laughs> album does not stop. Uh, this is the fourth or fifth, I want to say, record yeah. from Anal Nathrak. They're sort of a, a black metal two-piece yeah. from England. And they're awesome. Yeah. Basically. Um, so. They they sort of started as kind of like a raw, sort of ultra-cult sort of black metal band, you know, but without this, the face paint. To this day, I'm pretty sure the Codex Necro is just one of my favorite metal albums of all time, just really? because of its insanity. I feel like a lot of other black metal or grindcore albums haven't quite reached just the, that level of losing your yeah, mind yeah, yeah. in a really dark way. So I'm always excited for a new Anil Nathrock record. And let's take a listen to a tune from In the Constellation of the Black Widow. Here's a tune called The Lucifer Effect from Anal Nafrak.
the Lucifer effect from Anil Nathrock. Uh, wow. I, like, where do you even begin with this band? Like, like they pretty much embody what it means to go insane and lose your mind or just be moving way too fast for your own good. I think you described it pretty well. It's hate put to tape. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's... <sighs> This record, though, <laughs> this record I don't know. especially in comparison to the last record, Hell is Empty, which, which was I, awesome. I had to go back and listen to it because I, I almost feel like they looked at what they wanted to do on this next record in the constellation of the Black Widow. They they looked at the last record and were like, it wasn't crazy enough. Why don't we just get completely insane, kind of like our first two albums? Yeah, this record kind of yeah, it it makes Hell is Empty make sense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, just, oh my God, this record is, is so ridiculous. Just from front to back, the vocal performance, pretty killer as always. He goes by the name Vitriol. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to put him up there with Attila. Yeah. As far as best sort of extreme metal yeah. singers, just because his range is all over the place. He's got just sort of the, the sort, the sort of soul-rending shrieks mm. and the sort of low, the low-end carnage, and at the same time the bombastic, operatic yeah. vocal style. Those those vocals, though, like the bombastic, operatic, clean vocals. Emperor. Yeah, totally reminds me of those last two Emperor albums. But Anil Nathrak, the way they use clean vocals, like they they've been doing it now for two albums, you know. But they, uh, the way they put their clean vocals into their songs is at the most unexpected <laughs> moments yeah. you know where usually bands like oh this is the clean part this is Here, the chorus this yeah. is the uplifting the sort of the thing about Anil Nathrak yeah. is they get insane and then just when they're about to go even crazier that's when these bombastic vocals hit with this epic like two lines of just something profound you know yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome and it goes back to the blast beat and the grind and there's a lot of variety on this record too you Definitely. got you have those just crazy blast fests and then at the same time you've got sort of grindy kind of brutal yeah black metal you know and then <laughs> on tracks like satanarchist you get sort of really a melodic sort of line definitely and then in that track that we played the lucifer effect you even have some really awesome breakdowns yeah <laughs> like for for lack of a better term concerning anil nathrak yeah part of me some part of breakdowns. you know part of me worries about the breakdowns a little bit because i do see on the horizon i see black core coming oh god we you know with bands like abigail williams yeah and now anil nathrak you know in doing some breakdown kind of stuff in their yeah. songs I see it on the horizon. What's kind of funny about that? But if that, black core can always sound like this, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna mind. This is a double horns record. Yeah, that's the thing. Anil Nathrak, they're better than all those bands. Number one, saying it right here. Uh, number two, it always like gets me just how organic they could sound on a record too, given that they're using drum machines. You know, and it's just this. and it sounds pristine. It's compared to awesome. It's it's yeah. I mean, they're like I said, their earlier records were raw, kind of lo-fi, yeah, type of records, and all of a sudden they're yeah. I think I think once they got on uh, with once they hooked up with John Peel mm, from uh, BBC, they they decided oh <laughs> we can produce our records. Which which if we're gonna bring that up real quick, you need to hear that because that's what the band sounds like live with Shane Embury on bass and Nick Barker on drums. You know. 
inhuman drumming performances on their albums are actually pulled off by Nick Barker, and it's pretty amazing to hear. I have although to give this double horns. Yeah, although they haven't played like more than ten times live. They, I'm not they, really ra- sure. Very, very rare live yeah. performances. Yeah. In the constellation of the Black Widow from Anal Nothrock, this is on my short list for best of the year. Yeah. And you know what? I don't know. It's even the name of the album. Like I knew this record was going to be awesome. Yeah. Just in buy this record, buy it for your friends. And you know what? Everything that the 1349 album was missing, oh. I'm pretty sure <laughs> ended up on this well, album. Well, so there's... if you're still scratching your head over <laughs> Revelations of the Black Flame, you might as well pick up in the Constellation of the Black Widow. There were a lot of things missing on the <laughs> 1349 record. We always come back to 1349. Yeah. That record's like it's retarded. Not like in the Constellation of the Black Widow, which you should totally buy. <laughs> That's going to do it for another edition of The Metal Show for WCRX. I'm the Exalted Ikizor, and next week I think we're not going to be talking about black metal nearly as much as we were this week. No, what are we reviewing? We have, we have an interesting selection. Uh, we have The New Job for a Cowboy, a band who I've never liked ever. But I'm told this new record is the real deal. It's called Ruination. I'm excited to hear it because if they can change my mind, you know, props to Job for a Cowboy. And then we got this Spanish gore death metal band, Avuls. Yes. Which I don't think we've really talked about no. this gory-ass death metal before no, on the we, show. No, we really With haven't. the exception of the, the latest Cannibal Corpse record. Yeah. But nothing anyway. like this, though. New Artillery. Nice. Old school, sort of Swedish thrash. And then uh, a record that... We're almost hesitating to review just because we may be too biased yeah. in our opinions of this band and their, especially their lead singer. We're talking about Devil Driver. And some, would say, s- some would say they've already redeemed themselves. I'm not prepared to go that far, but I think we're going to give them another chance yeah. and with I this mean, album, Pray for not? Villains. A lot of people seem to like them. I never really understood it. I listen to all their stuff, and it just never does anything for me. Another band, but if they can change my mind on this record, more power to them. The Metal Show is produced at WCRX 88.1 FM Chicago, a Columbia College. Radio.